someone do something about it. 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. This is the Elijah Har Show. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 933KWTO and stream us on the 933 mobile app. Well, we've got one hour to go until your Labor Day weekend arrives. Don't forget, at 537, we are going to do our Friday afternoon snake draft. But first, joining us now on the show, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft. Jay, welcome back. Good. Hey, great to be back with you. I hope you're ready for a great weekend. I am. Guess what? We're going to start this interview with the question of the day instead of ending it with the question of the day. What's your favorite candy or what's your favorite way to satisfy your craving? Oh, uh, candy, probably big on Snicker bars, Kit Kats, but uh, always helps me to have ice cream. I love ice cream uh, on top of pies, next to cakes, or just by itself. (laughs) I already like this answer better than anybody. Okay, let's get down to it. We talked earlier this week, Mr. Secretary. You were in the Court of Appeals. They ruled unanimously in your favor in regards to processing some of these abortion IPs. Tell us exactly what was what was up in the Western District. Well, it's always been held. It had previously been held by the Missouri Supreme Court that if you want to turn in an initiative petition, you have to wait till the preceding election, the preceding general election before you file yours. And what happened was we had an individual that thought he was above the law and that he would file his initiative petition during the summer before the election instead of waiting until the day after the election or some other time. And when we told him that under the Constitution he wasn't allowed to turn in his initiative petition early, he kind of threw a hissy fit, took us to court, luckily, both the circuit court and the appellate court uh, recognized that the law was very clear, that we had followed the law, that there's a timing, and you have to follow the rules. You know, I we've talked regularly about uh, your your work on, on some of the abortion issues, but I know you're also in, in circuit court coming up um, in regards to this upcoming discussion about ballot language. Talk to us about when is that hearing and what, what specifically is at stake there? Well, what's at stake there, the most important part is, uh, unfortunately, a lot of voters do not read the actual language of the constitutional amendment. It is posted at every polling place, and uh, it is posted on our website, sos.mo.gov, elections, initiative petitions, and then you you can find the initiative petition. You can read that. So what we do is, statutorily under the law, we are required to take 100 words or fewer and explain everything that this amendment would uh, change if it were approved. So we look at all the language that they file for the initiative petition. Generally, we outline it, and then we say, okay, we only have room for three or four. What do we think are the three or four most important issues? And then we write that 100-word synopsis of the amendment using those issues. So uh, that is what people will see the ballot title when they're uh, being asked if they want to sign an initiative petition, that ballot title has to be on there to give them some idea of what they're signing. And really, it's it's a battle in court as to whether or not people will know what they're signing or they can be misled in thinking it's something else. When's the actual hearing in this battle going to happen? You know, it's uh, about a week, if I remember. I, I have... 
over. I have so many lawsuits. I can't tell you exactly the date <laughs> for everything, and I apologize. Um, I used to jokingly say when I became Secretary of State, and they said, "Oh, we've been sued again." I used to say, "Take a number." It's really gotten to that level where I have to go back and look at the sheet where I have them all written down. Because unfortunately, when you are standing up for the people of the state, when you're willing to take stands and step out and do what's right, the forces of evil are going to sue you. There's always somebody from out of state that just doesn't like what these Missouri elected office holders are trying to do with their uh, with, with their petitions. Um, while we're on the subject, I know there's a lot of discussion lately about how we handle this issue, particularly politically, but you and your wife recently co-authored an op-ed on not just abortion policy, but sort of moving beyond the abortion policy into, hey, we've got a lot of new babies in the state of Missouri, and we need to have to make sure and help them as they grow and help those parents who are, are raising them. Talk to us a little bit about, about your op-ed. Well, you know, I think that there are forces that would like to just have us talk about abortion or not abortion. And my wife and I said, look, we support life. We want to make sure that everyone in Missouri has the opportunity to fulfill the maximum of the God-given potential, uh, be that kids and children in the womb, be that uh, women going through unexpected, unplanned, you know, difficult pregnancies. We want to make sure that they know that in Missouri they'll be taken care of and that their future is still bright, uh, be that kids in foster care. We want to get them out of foster care into a loving forever family. We want to make it easier to adopt kids. We want to be about creating opportunity uh, at every age and step of life for the people of Missouri to flourish. I think we ought to quit talking about abortion and talk about how do we make sure that everyone lives their life to the fullest. You know, and, and in the op-ed you talked about, and I, I think this is maybe the most underreported discussion point, is that in Missouri we have so many crisis pregnancy centers that are set up to help people who become pregnant, who don't know how to handle it, who don't have the resources or the education to, 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 to be a parent. And these crisis pregnancy centers, Springfield, Marshfield, Joplin, Branson, Republic, they have not only do they have all the educational guides, they have all the resources for these people. And it's something that Missouri has put a premium on in recent years. And well, not only that, but they're not there in it to make money. They're generally nonprofits as opposed to the people that want to kill the, the, the baby or are, are in it for the money. They are nonprofits. They are doing it in love. They aren't just seeing a woman one time, showing her an ultrasound or something. They are generally, on average, they are working with women for two years to make sure that that woman has everything she needs to be successful and be a world beater. Those are the support of those are the sort of organizations we should be supporting. Organizations that lift us up, that empower people to be their best. Finally, wanted to move on to something that's that's not related to that particular issue. Recently, the Republican National Committee uh, adopted some new uh, a new resolution in regards to election policies. You were out front on this issue early, talking about how they're sort of following Missouri's lead and what Missouri's been doing. You're obviously the chief enforcement, uh, chief law enforcement official for election policy. Talk to us about what the RNC is recommending and how they're following us. You know, they're, they're, they're talking about paper ballots. They're talking about making sure 
that we require ID and that we run elections in a way where we have accessibility, we have security, and we have credibility. And those are the three words that every state ought to be focused on. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they're following what Missouri has done. We've really been leading the nation in that. And I'm excited for what we're going to introduce next year. I'd love to see us require proof of citizenship when people register, proof of citizenship when people vote. I'd love to see us talking about do we expire voter registrations at the same time your driver's license expires. So when you get your new driver's license, it just re-ups you as a voter. But we make sure that people aren't kept on the voter rolls too long. Let's look at how we do audits better to make sure that uh, although we're using the machines for a quick unofficial count, we're using the hand count audit to check that. So where people don't trust who's hand counting, we've got the machines. Where people who don't trust the machines, we've got the hand audit. And where you're not sure about either, we're comparing them against each other. There are a lot of things we can do, and I'm glad that Missouri is leading the way. Uh, Secretary, you I've heard you mention before that Missouri is now ranked third in the nation for voter integrity laws. Do I have that number right? It is. I'm a little disappointed. Hopefully with the legislature's support, if they pass my will, we'll be number one and we'll stay there. I like it so much. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft, uh, you're also, by the way, running for governor. Talk to us about how goes that campaign. You know, it's going really well as I travel the state. The people of the state are so kind to me. They are yearning for leadership. They are yearning for someone that will get things done that won't just talk a good talk, that won't just put out great social media, uh, you know, hijinks and videos, but will actually move conservative policy. For so long, we've had to concentrate on just can we get Republicans elected. I remember 20, 30 years ago when you, it was hard for Republicans to get elected. Now we need to get real policy so we're lowering government and raising up the people. Uh as we do every day, we finish up question of the day. Question of the day today, or we already did question of the day. I'm still learning Ice this. I <laughs> You're like, I still know my answer. Uh, if people want to follow along with the work you're doing, either as Secretary of State or they're interested in following along on the gubernatorial campaign, how do they find out more information? Uh, officially on Twitter is at Missouri SOS. Unofficially, or the campaign on Twitter is at J. Ashcroft Moe. Of course, sos.mo.gov for Secretary of State. And uh, on the uh, unofficial side, Ashcroft for Missouri. Secretary of State Ashcroft, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Have a great Labor Day weekend. Hey, you too. That was Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft. And I know from social media, he, along with a bunch of the other statewide officials, just did a big, long ag tour in southeast Missouri. I think we had the Attorney General on the show Earlier this week, calling in uh, from that trip, I always am blown away when you're running for statewide office. This is a very, very, very large state. From the northwestern corner of the state, I remember what the, somewhere up in the like maybe Worth County, like very far northwest county, down to the boot heel is further than from the boot heel to the Gulf of Mexico. Whoa, that's a big state. I didn't believe it when, when somebody first told me that, and then I looked it up, and it is actually true. It's, it's like a little over 800 miles from the furthest northwest point of the state to the furthest southeast, and I think it's that little heel of the boot hill that gives you the extra oomph because there, <laughs> it's the only part of the state where you have to go north to drive into Arkansas. That's true. Now, I, I know a lot of geography, weird things like that, like uh, going north in Michigan leads to somewhere. I don't know. This is bad radio, but I'm trying to remember exactly <laughs> what it is. 
I, I've never heard that, but okay. Like you go, like if you go to Michigan, if yeah, that's what it is. Uh, there's a point in Michigan where you have to go south to get to Canada. Oh which yeah, which is just a yeah, weird. Yeah. I mean, it's a wild thing to think about. There, yes, I've heard this too. There's also like one city in Canada that is is like further south than a, several dozen large cities in the United States because of where it drops down, which I which blows me away. But Missouri's a massive state. If you're going uh, all across the state, right up for state one office, I think most of us don't really think about how much time these people that are our statewide officials spend on the road. I-44, I-49, 57, 36, 35, 60, 65. You start to lose count of the number of highway miles you drive. And, you know, when you're fortunate, you can fly. But most of them live in their cars. They live in their trucks. They live on the road. And they're just driving all over the state to say hi to people, check it in. Secretary Ashcroft has a little unique record that nobody else in Missouri has. He has, ever since he's been elected to office, he's the only statewide official that has gone to every single county every single year since he's been in statewide office. Now, in Iowa, that's where it started. Senator Chuck Grassley started that tradition in Iowa. They call it doing the full Grassley. Jay Ashcroft, the only statewide official that does it in Missouri. How much of an impact do you think that has? Because I've always wondered. Now, I've never, I haven't met a whole lot of presidential candidates. I've, I've talked with one, Vivek Ramaswamy, which you can go back and listen to on the podcast. But how much does it really affect voter turnout or support for one person, meeting them in person versus just, versus just seeing them on social media? Obviously, it affects it significantly. But I will say one of the reasons a lot of politicians don't go to every, every county is because some of these counties are very sparsely populated. They're very big, and so there's just not a lot of reason to go there, and it's not worth spending all the extra time. You go to like Shannon County or Oregon County. Uh, there's some of these counties that just are almost no voters, and and so I think it's to the secretary's credit. He makes a stop every county every year on the road, and usually, you know, as the chief elections officer and as the person who regulates libraries in Missouri, very commonly he is going to either the county court or the library in each county in the state. I think it's a record that nobody else has right now. I'm curious to see if anybody else starts adding it to their uh, their repertoire. So, uh, Mr. Ashcroft said that uh, he gets sued a lot. We were make that was made very clear. That means there are a couple people, not necessarily Missourians. A lot of them are out of state, uh, a lot of out of state entities. And uh, so, I was just wondering. I don't know if you have any inside info on this for him, or if if you have any experiences on the campaign trail yourself, but. How different are people online support-wise versus actually in person? Because a lot of people can scream about how much they hate you exactly. online. The trolls online, yeah. the nameless, faceless trolls online. You never meet them in person. People in person are great. And he's and you're right. Most of the people filing suit against the Secretary of State, he's being sued on the ESG rules. SIFMA, from, there, there's some D.C. organization is suing him on his ESG rules. Uh, the ACLU and Lambda Legal suing him on something else. The um, Planned Parenthood is suing him on the abortion language. Like He takes a lot of lawsuits on um, and ironically or, or honestly defends a lot of them with in-house attorneys. Uh, he's also, I think, the only statewide he did not close his office during COVID. He, he continued to run a, a an in-person office, which I think uh, uh, takes some significant props. Okay, we're almost out of time. We're going to come right back. Don't forget 537. We're snake drafting our minor inconveniences. It's going to be a fun one. I'm looking forward to it. We'll be right back.